skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin. I'm Beth Bialco with Global Education, and we are so fortunate to have a very special guest in the studio today, our very own Dr. Diana Howard, who has been developing product and formulas and is the scientific power behind the brand all over the world for over 23 years. She is the resident guru on everything science about the skin and is a wealth of information. And we are so fortunate to have her with us today. So welcome, Dr. Diana. Well, thank you, Beth. It's great to be here. We are, again, so fortunate to have you with us. So thank you so much for taking the time. And we have an amazing podcast planned for today. As we talk about a condition that is on the rise, sensitive skin. So I have just a few questions. I think the first one will be to help our listeners understand what sensitive skin is. And this, as, as we've talked about before, this is a, um, a condition that's growing, it's on the rise. A lot of people are saying that they are a sensitive skin type. And but I think we need to kind of break that down and have our listeners understand exactly what that means. So if you could t- take us through what is sensitive skin. Sure. Well, I think part of the problem why we see so many different interpretations of who has sensitive skin and what are the statistics on what is what percentage of the population think they have sensitive skin, it all boils down to the fact that there's no clear-cut definition of what is sensitive skin. If you have sensitive skin, you know it. Um, and basically, it's skin that is more prone to breaking out or reacting or responding to both products and the environment. Mild changes in the environment, even if you go on an airplane, flight for four or five hours, that can trigger a response. And what it basically can be is itchy skin, dry skin. Um, I happen to be one of these people who don't necessarily show redness, but I get terrible stinging when I have changes in my micro environment around me. So I think it's easiest to say it's skin that is more reactive. Now the difference is some people are born with sensitive skin type. And these are individuals, you can usually spot them a mile away. Very porcelain skin, usually redheads, very translucent skin. These are people who are genetically predisposed and I would say that they have a sensitive skin type. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the majority of individuals who have created a sensitized skin condition. And this can be the result of many, many factors in our lifestyle and our environment. Okay, so so sensitive skin, a true sensitive skin, is more genetic. You're born with it. Correct. And then sensitized skin is is kind can happen from extrinsic factors. So if I am in a really like dry climate or I over exfoliate my skin, 
or even like stress, things that could cause a trigger. And and so when you say extrinsic, that generally implies that it's something external. Okay. There's a very strong component of sensitized skin, and we talked about this when we first launched the Ultra Calming line 10 years ago, and that is, as you just said, stress induces sensitive skin. Okay. And it's all about the neuropeptides that, for example, you can be stressed and it releases neuropeptides, which then have a feedback mechanism to the brain, which then causes a sensitivity in the skin. Mm -hmm. And that's called neurogenic inflammation. And so that is not necessarily an extrinsic, that is all inside, that's intrinsic. Right, that's right. all you that is creating that. So we wanna be careful not to blame everything on our environment and our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we think about um, the, the causes of sensitive skin or sensitized skin, definitely, and then I love how you've divided that and kind of helped us understand that a little bit more clearly, you had mentioned earlier about even if there's not necessarily redness present, that you could feel like a stinging or a burning sensation. So when we think about some of the causes, what could, could lead up to that? Well, the biggest thing that we have to take into account is we have the environment that causes sensitized skin okay um, it, and really the pollutants and I find it really interesting because as a scientist I've always heard that people in China and India claim that they have much more sensitivity to their skin I mean we hear this all the time Asian skin is more um, sensitive but the interesting thing is when you have higher degrees of air pollution, we see a direct correlation with the amount of sensitivity. You know, we saw that um, with the increase in um, hyperpigmentation in the skin. Mm -hmm. We've seen this for years, and we've got scientific proof of that. We also now have proof that when you have higher uh, incidence of air pollutants, you're going to have an increase in sensitivity. So the environment is critical. We know that UV radiation damages the skin. Um, for all the different ways that it does it physiologically or from a science point of view, and that can lead to an increase in sensitivity. But we've got lifestyle. I mean, a lot of times people say, especially those prone to rosacea, oh, I can't drink red wine because I get red cheeks and my nose gets red. That is, you know, your lifestyle, your diet, your, what you're taking in. Um, spicy food can trigger that as well. Um, we already mentioned that stress is a real culprit. And um, you can have, you know, if you're prone to eczema or psoriasis, you can end up with a more sensitized skin condition. Most of these, though, when you really look at all of them, what the real key component, the common denominator is all of these things cause a sensitized skin condition because they're impacting your skin's natural barrier lipid layer. That's okay. the defensive zone of your right. skin. When you compromise those barrier lipids, you open yourself up to all sorts of problems with the skin. Okay, so to your point about that compromised barrier lipid layer, could you share with um, our listeners today what, what is your barrier lipid layer? Okay, and that's- How could you explain that for us to understand? Okay, so we all know we have an epidermis. Mm -hmm. When we touch our skin, we touch the stratum corneum. That's the outermost layer of our epidermis. And if you think of it in the classic bricks and mortar model that scientists are always talking about what our epidermis is like, the bricks are the cells, and then mortar, 
is what is the glue, the cement that holds them together. Right. Well, in that outermost layer of stratum corneum cells, we have the, the mortar around the cells are lipids. And those lipids are to protect the individual cells, and they're also to prevent water from evaporating out of the lower layers of our skin. We call that transepidermal water loss. And it also is keeping pollutants, microbes, things from penetrating your skin. So this barrier lipid layer, and don't confuse it with sebum that's exuded from the sebaceous gland, you know, mm -hmm. people who have oily skin, that's a totally different thing. You can have dry skin, but you, you know, you're talking about the barrier lipid layer is that protection, that protective glove around those stratum corneum skin cells. And so when you compromise it, you are allowing more water to evaporate out. You're allowing things from your environment to penetrate in. So when you compromise that barrier lipid layer, now you can even create almost like microscopic fissures or cracks in the skin. And so now when you put something on your skin, it can be even your moisturizer or a serum. It penetrates into these cracks and it can sting and burn your skin. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's key to keep that barrier lipid layer intact and that is to me the most critical aspect of dealing with a sensitive skin okay so we want to keep that by a barrier lipid layer healthy right keep it intact so that we don't lose water and also too we can protect the skin from like irritants from penetrating and causing like a flare-up irritation I think, I think the critical thing to understand about it now that we've talked about what you know what it is mm -hmm. is its chemical componentry is very, very important. It's made up of cholesterol, ceramides, and fatty acids. And this is important because a lot of, there are a lot of pro products on the market that say, oh, they're, you know, they're going to help moisturize your skin. Mm -hmm. And they use mineral oil and lanolin. Right. And I have to tell you, those aren't going to do anything. I mean, they're going to put a coating on your skin. You're going to feel like you have an oil, actually an oil slick on your skin. But that's not really going to help reinforce and protect that barrier lipid layer. And that's why at the International Dermal Institute, we have been studying and are so actively looking at how do you create a biomimetic system. This is something that mimics the skin's natural barrier lipid layer. So ideally, you want to use sterols and we love phytosterols because these are plant sterols we use ceramides we use essential fatty acids in creating something that mimics the skin's natural barrier lipid layer and that is very different than if you just slap some mineral oil or lanolin on the skin right. it's absolutely critical to even look at the ratios of these components when you're restoring and reinforcing your skin's natural barrier lipid layer so it's definitely important when you're trying to restore that, that as you mentioned, you have to be aware of ingredients. There are some that are gonna be really fantastic, and there are some ingredients that we need to be mindful of or avoid. I know that soap, right? Soap really strips the skin, yes. causes it to be tight, can cause a lot of irritation. Could you maybe share your perspective mm -hmm. on some of those ingredients that we need to be aware of? Beth, I think you give the best example when you mention soap. You know, people, when I talk about this, 
they said, I don't quite understand, because you know, they're invisible, you're not seeing them, they don't really understand the concept of barrier lipid layers. But what you just said, when you wash your face with soap, and everybody thinks, oh, my skin is so clean because you have that <laughs> taut look, right. and you look in the mirror and you can see it's just like tight as can be, yes. you have literally stripped the barrier lipid layers from yeah. the stratum corneum, and that's why it's so taut. Yes. If you use an alcohol-laden toner, or, and you know, heaven forbid you use some of the toners on the market have acetone in them, and they literally strip the oils, those barrier lipids, from your skin. So soap is the classic stripping, defatting agent. But there are other things that people need to be aware of. PH, and this is why many, many years ago, when I first got in this industry back in 1980, you know, we were talking about the importance of acid balanced and maintaining that acid mantle on the skin. And that's critical because we know alkaline products strip these barrier lipids as well. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, very, very acidic can strip them. And this, you have to be careful because, you know, in the 90s when people were using glycolic acid a lot on the skin and they wanted to lower that pH. And in the last, I'd say, eight years, our industry has lowered the pH of exfoliating agents that were acidic down to below 3.0. Mm -hmm. And when you get something at a pH of about 1.5, you just by virtue of your low pH, that acidity, that combined with the glycolic or lactic that you're using, you're gonna strip some of those barrier lipids. Mm -hmm. So people that over exfoliate might find their barrier lipids yes. have been uh, compromised chemical sunscreens don't necessarily strip the barrier lipid, but they, if you have any of those microscopic fissures or any compromised barrier, they're gonna penetrate and they can cause irritation. The number one agent, I think, in skincare products that people really need to be aware of is, are the, um, Synthetic fragrances, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times, and we hear that, you know, a synthetic fragrance can be made up of thousands of chemicals, and these can be irritants to the skin. Um, they penetrate if you have a compromised barrier. They can penetrate and really create havoc in the skin. But you also have to be aware that we have to be cognizant of some plant-based essential oils could be a potential irritant. You know, years ago when everybody w was on this natural wave, everybody mm -hmm. wanted to use all natural products on their skin. Um, you know, that's wonderful, but as a plant biochemist, somebody who got their PhD in studying plant biochemistry, um, I have to tell you that there are plant agents that can irritate the skin. But the number one culprit for a sensitized skin condition is really a synthetic fragrance. And of course, there are some other agents that you should be aware of, um, such as emulsifying agents and surfactants, and there's even what's called the penetration enhancer. Mm -hmm. So if you have sensitized skin or sens sensitive skin, um, you really need to be aware of what you put on your skin can trigger a sensitive, sensitive bout or a flare-up. Um, and all of these things that are used in a formulation um, can be potential culprits. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be important for anyone who is still holding on to that bar of soap, right? <laughs> We're yeah. going to tell them that they need to go ahead and get rid of that and find a cleanser that is more balanced to the skin's 
natural pH, something that keeps it right, keeps it healthy, keeps it hydrated as well. And I think one of the things is men are really, men are really guilty of this. They often tend to use bar soap in the shower to uh -huh. wash their face, and uh -huh. then they might shave. So now they've added some insult to injury. Yes. And then they can even slap on an alcohol-laden aftershave. And so then they wonder why they have sensitive skin. And they want to blame it on, oh, my collar's irritating my neck or, right. you know, whatever. When, in fact, they have pretty much um, abused their skin just mm. by virtue of using soap and shaving and alcohol aftershaves. Definitely. So that's something to really convey to the men in our lives or even our male clients. Yes. And I think it's important, too, for our, you know, our listeners to think about, you know, when you're going to get a skin treatment or you're uh, picking up some new skincare or you know you've decided to you know try a new cleanser that you really meet with a professional skin therapist to talk about your skin conditions talk about what could potentially irritate and have them really prescribe something that's going to be healthy i know with dermalogica that's a huge thing for us is, is having that connection and of course you know we're known for things that we don't contain right that, those artificial fragrances and uh you know colors and of course um nothing with any type of sd alcohol things that could strip or cause irritation. Exactly. So one of the things as we're talking about sensitized skin, as we're talking about ingredients, I know that we've been working on um, some amazing products here at Dermalogica, and we've just introduced some new products to specifically treat sensitized skin. Could you share with us what was the approach in the development of these new products. I know everyone loves something new that's on the market, mm -hmm. and these, I have personally have tested these, and these are amazing, and I am obsessed with them. I don't have a sensitive skin type, but when I travel, my skin becomes definitely more irritated and dry and dehydrated. So I would love for you to, to walk us through that for these products. Well, unfortunately, I happen to be one of those people who does have a sensitized <laughs> skin condition. So I'm obsessed with all things about sensitive skin and how we can address that. Okay. And as you know, I travel as well, and probably the worst trigger for sensitive skin is being on an airplane. Right? It's it bad is. enough for five hours, but when you know I do some of these overseas flights where I'm on, I'm flying for 30 hours, and you get off that plane and your skin is burning. Even water irritates it. Okay. So as a scientists we sat down I sat down with the um, group the the chemists and the other scientists here at the International Dermal Institute and we said okay what do we want to address well people with sensitive skin we know they generally have a compromised barrier so okay. we have to address that we know when you compromise the barrier you dehydrate the skin so that's an issue we have to address and of course anyone who has sensitized skin generally is dealing with some inflammation or redness so if you imagine this triangle, and at each point of the triangle, there's one of those, you know, whether it's, whether it's redness or the inflammatory process or a compromised barrier, which means we have to look at the lipids of our skin, or if we're talking about the water content, which is dehydration to our skin. Those are the th three things, variables, that we wanted to address. And so when we started developing this new complement of ultra-calming products, we bore this in mind and decided we had to select key active ingredients 
that address these, each of these points of our triangle. We had to address the soothing factor, the inflammation on the skin. We had to address the compromised barrier, so we had to reinforce it with lipids. We had to restore the water content to get rid of the dehydration. So that's really the basis behind all of these products, and each of them capitalized on a, a different approach to that. So when we look at these products, they um, because they are for more of the sensitive, sensitized skin, they're falling into our ultra-calming segment. And one of the products that is out is called Barrier Defense Booster. And back to your topic of you know trying to reinforce that compromised barrier, this product is formulated specifically to reinforce that. And we talked about how we need to soothe, we need to nourish the skin, and you know, basically just restore that balance. Can you tell us more about how we were able to achieve that with the new Buried Defense Booster? Sure, and this is absolutely one of my favorites. Um, I love this product because we were able to put in that biomimetic restructuring complex, the thing that duplicated the skin's natural barrier lipids. And we did this by um, w using something called our triple defense complex. Mm -hmm. And this is basically made up of ceramides and stearic acid and essential fatty acid, um, mimicker, and the phytosterols, the plant sterols that uh, mimic the skin's natural cholesterol. And so we put these together in this complex with soothing basabalol, and this, in, this makes up that triple defense complex, which was then combined with squalene, which is a natural plant, lipid, and um, oat kernel oil, as well as vitamin E oil. But there are other oils, such as borage seed oil, and grape seed oil, and cranberry, and kiwi, all these seed oils, which were fabulous for helping not only soothe the skin, but help mm -hmm. to restore that barrier uh, lipid layer. And the amazing thing about this is, there's an ingredient that I have been studying for years and have been trying to get it into a Dermalogica formula, but it was oil soluble and it's very tricky to formulate with. And this is something called tetrahydrocurcuminoid. I just came back from a trip to India and everywhere you go, people are talking about, you know, uh, turmeric and curcuminoids. And this is actually from the, the root. It's a root that looks like ginger and it's it has a high concentration of curcuminoids, which are antioxidants, they're soothing agents, they um, are fabulous active agents from this root. And we were able to formulate this um, barrier defense booster with the tetrahydrocurcuminoids, which are, are bioidentical to the natural curcuminoids that are found in this uh, root. And so this is combined with our triple defense complex and all the other seed oils to really nourish the skin and soothe it at the same time. So it's a fantastic defense mechanism to really help get that uh, barrier lipid layer back to what you originally started with. This is so exciting, and I, I don't know if our listeners are as excited as I am, but to get the behind the scenes, you know, detailed information, and again, the science behind this, I think it really helps to make sense of, you know, when you're picking a product, being aware of the ingredients, and understanding the science that goes into it to, to really 
protect the skin and overall promote the, the skin health. So that's the Berry Defense Booster. Triple Defense Complex. I absolutely love that. And I think everyone's going to be reaching out and saying I need to get that Triple Defense Complex onto my skin. There is a second product that is with that. And this is, I know around here at the office, myself included, um, Calm Water Gel is one of the all-time favorites. I mean, if you have any type of sensitivity on your skin, this is the product that you're going to want to have. So it's such a unique type of formula um, and the way that it feels, the application. So can you tell us about this unusual formula as well? Um, it, it's a fascinating formula because it's what we call in the laboratory a weightless water gel moisturizer. You know, when you put a moisturizer on, you're, you know, you're putting a cream or a lo lotion on your mm -hmm. skin. Right. And you put it on and it absorbs in. And, you know, whatever you put on at that moment is what you're going to, you know, end up with five minutes later. This calm water gel, you apply it to your skin. You, you apply it in your palms and you rub your palms and it kind of breaks it. It breaks the emulsion. And you apply it to your skin and you let it sit and in about a minute you start to see beads or water drops on your skin. And that water just gets sucked into the skin like a magnet. And it, it does this because we use different types of hyaluronic acid, different size molecules of hyaluronic acid, which everybody knows can hold a thousand times its weight in water. And it just drives it into the skin. But at the same time, it's it's in an aloe vera, a very soothing base, a aloe vera leaf juice base, along with apple fruit extract. But there's a prickly pear cactus extract, and that is a real soothing. Um, it actually affects the neurogenic inflammation we talked about earlier. So not only are you getting a, wholly, a totally different phenomenon of hydration, but you have a concentrated amount of the hyaluronic acid that is needed to hold water into the skin, but you've got soothing agents that calm even the most inflamed skin, but also um, it, it basically just, it soothes the skin, it restores it. And anybody with sensitive skin or an inflamed skin, that's what they want to do. They want to soothe it, they want to help restore it back to its normal balance. Well, I think this has been such an amazing podcast to be here with you. And I think our listeners are really appreciating the fact of how you can come in, break down the science behind, you know, skincare. And I know a lot of us who have sensitive or sensitized skin feel definitely more empowered and feel much more knowledgeable about what happens. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today. We can't wait, of course, to have you back, which we will. So stay tuned, of course, Dr. Diana Howard is going to join us again on another podcast. Thank you, Dr. Diana, for joining us. My pleasure. We're so excited again to see you here back with us. And thanks again for taking us through the science behind sensitive and sensitized skin. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. You can find us on iTunes and the podcast section of Google Play Music. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. For more information, visit Dermalogica.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.